This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Christhood means the attainment of Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness is not about Christianity, but rather a natural spiritual evolvement of human consciousness, the awakening of a sense of unity with life in its many forms and oneness between the human and the divine. Christ consciousness is the acknowledgement that life is love, not the egocentric love born of our human nature, but the all-loving, all-knowing, and all-powerful love of our divine nature. Once we reach this understanding and exemplify it in our daily life, we live in Christ consciousness. Valeria interviews Jocelyn Renucci. She is the author of From Childhood to Christhood, A Journey into Universal Divine Consciousness. Born in Paris, Renucci set out on her own while still in her teens. Her work and travels took her to New York City and Mexico, and finally to Sag Harbor, New York, where she found her home and herself. A successful businesswoman, she is presently at work on her second book, which will show her readers how she has put the lessons she has learned into practical use in everyday life and how they can do it too. Meet Jocelyn at jrenucci.com. Here's the interview with Jocelyn Renucci. In your own words, who is Jocelyn Renucci? Well, you know, I thought about that uh, because uh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And, um, you know, I, I never ask myself, who am I really at, like that? You know, because as a human, I am nobody special. I'm like you. I'm like everybody. You know, I'm here and I'm trying to find my way through life and uh, b- try to get to be the best person I can be. and that's it, you know, that's all I am. And then, of course, uh, on a spiritual level, uh, I might be somebody you know, <laughs> different. But uh, as far as me, my personality, I'm just a human finding my way through life and trying to do my best. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, mm, you know. Yes, I love that. It's very simple, very humble, and very natural to say what you just said. And I absolutely agree. A lot of times we, has been my case, we go deeper into spirituality and trying to find what the truth is, universal truth, the uh, ultimate truth, the absolute truth. And who knows, maybe we came across that and, and we do know what that is, but we still have to bring it, it integrate that truth into our human experience. And that's why I love that answer that you just gave. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's why I wrote the book, honestly, because exactly for that, because every spiritual journey you might 
take has to be integrated within you here on earth because that's where we are right now you know and and so the bridge between spirituality and humanity or you know for lack of a better word is what uh, is important, I think. Yes, you know? yes, yeah, it's exactly that. And then I'm listening to you about, in myself, what I just said about integration. That is uh, very much true. But at the same time, I do feel like the integration, it's very abstract in a way, because it seems like we are what the awareness of the experience we are having. So... It's almost like it's not really integrated, cannot be integrated because it's just uh, noticing the experiences, which means we are not the experience, right, Jocelyn, in a way? Well, yes, we are. We have to live the experience. Like, it's like, for me, your belief, you know, you have to uh, absorb them, digest them and become them. You know, so so you 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 have to be live what your beliefs are, and that's your truth. And you know, your truth today might not be the same tomorrow, but on the moment, that's who you are, and that you need to absorb it and become it. You know, if not, it's not really within you. So for me, yes, there is some way an integration. Maybe it's just um, a matter of words, language. Yes, but maybe. Yeah, yes. maybe what I see is that there is um, there is what notices the experiences, uh, and I know that that's what I am. And then there is also the engagement with the experience, but not the attachment to it. I guess that's the closest I can get to it. Uh, I know you had an experience in your book. You mentioned, I think it was an aunt of yours that passed away and the suffering. I never lost anyone. I lost my ex-husband, but he was already far from me. We are not together anymore. But I do feel like there's something about suffering and the attachment to pain. So as long as we are not attached to pain, we can engage in a sense of feeling all feelings, but not losing ourselves in a sense you know, talking about my aunt, I love my aunt very much, but uh, by the time she died, I, I, you know, already believe in reincarnation. I had, had some experience with death and, you know, I was not fearful of death and, uh, you know, I knew she was going somewhere else or whatever. Yet I was surprised by the deep sorrow that I felt, you know, and sometimes it's because also it's a projection of you. You know, it's like somebody you love die and and uh, you feel that you lose part of yourself in some way, but you don't, you don't. So the important thing is that emotions are good. And, and if you feel the pain or, or the sadness, it's okay. You feel it, you leave it, and then you let it go. You know, you let it go. Uh, so as you said, don't get attached to it. Mm, right. Yeah. So it seems to me that there's a, a difference that it can be observed between attachment and engagement. Engagement's feeling the feelings, right? Going with the motions because we can't really stop that flow. No. Right. It's okay because we are being, you know, we, we live through our senses. So it's okay that we feel sad, you mm, know? Yes. But, yeah. but then 
removal. Yes. So since we already mentioned, I know I didn't mention the book title, and this will be in the introduction, but uh, I'll ask you this open question already, Jocelyn. Why did you become a writer, one? And what was the main inspiration to write the book From Childhood to Christhood, A Journey into Universal Divine Consciousness? All right. Well, um, I always loved to write. When I was a little girl, I, I used to write poems. I always loved to write. So, But I never thought I'd become a writer, per se. But it's, and also... I was not very good at expressing myself uh, verbally, you know, but I always could express myself very well in writing. So it was always a, a love that I had. Now, for the book, you know, when I, I started my uh, my spiritual journey and I went through many experiences, and of course, I I read books, you know, by spiritual teacher. I, I, I did, you know, like everybody else, you have to find the information somewhere sometime. But, you know, what I was feeling, what I was feeling is many times the information came from the spiritual person that live in some mountain in Tibet or, or in India or some of them, some other book were very, you know, was a, a doctor uh, Or, but I felt I want to tell the story of a regular person, you know. I, I lived everything I write in my book. I don't write it because I heard it somewhere. It's because I experience it within myself. And that was my goal, to tell people that it was possible, you know, to take that journey. And it's a difficult journey, but it's a beautiful journey. And it's available And for everybody, everybody, if I could do it, everybody can do it. And that was really my main goal. Yes. Can you give us just a small glimpse? Of course, we don't want to know the entire story. They won't buy the book. <laughs> What was that moment where you knew that you're having this, let's say, spiritual experience in the sense of evolution? kind of getting this a glimpse into something that um, you had not experienced before. When did that become a reality in your life, Jocelyn? Well, I would not say it's a moment. Right. I would say it's an escalation, you um, know? It, yeah. It's like, yeah. um, how can I say that? You know, the, the thing is you have to go within and start to know yourself and see yourself to try to get to your own reality and your true self. And so that is a journey. So there is not a moment. It's one step after the other, after the other. And then, you know, it's like your life becomes bigger, you become bigger and better. And it happens. It happens. It's something that happens, you know, but it's not in a moment. And it never ends. It still continues. The journey still continues. So there is not an exact moment I can tell you when I'm like, oh, you know, there are many moments, but not one. You know, for for instance, yeah, uh, I know I, I speak of forgiveness in the book, and uh, is what I say. Forgiveness is easy for some people, and for others, not so much. And you know, for me, it was not so easy. But I work on forgiveness and I work on forgiveness. And, you know, the, there was people that I, I was resenting, 
you know. And and so, but I, I, I work to release all of that, to release all of that. And one day you realize that it's gone, but you don't know when it happened and say, oh, you know, I don't feel that anymore. You know, and that's just a, a simple example. But for me, that's the way it was. Like, you know, you work on something and then all of a sudden it's gone and you, you don't know, you don't have that that fear or whatever it is that, you know, a blockage you may have to evolve. And so it's like that. It's step by step. And then it just happened. You don't know how, but it just is there. Is there or not there, whatever it is, you know. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, really. It's a beautiful thing. So it's almost like, um, let's say, life itself, isn't it, Jocelyn? Where we just appear here and then all of a sudden we become aware that we are in the body and then there's a the mind, uh, the thoughts, the emotions. And then we kind of um, observe the evolution of that. And it's interesting that you're very much right. It just happens. It's not really something that we are kind of planning, kind of calculating or, or trying to make it happen. It just happens. So true. Well, if you work at it. <laughs> I have to work on it, yeah. Become, yeah, right, aware. So, so true. You have to um, work at it a little bit. <laughs> for sure. So that first step, um, Jocelyn, would you say that's longing, this desire to know the truth? That's the first step to become aware even of the chains and the happenings? Well, yes, uh, you know, I think the first step is like asking a question, you know, you have to ask the question and de depending on your circumstances, everybody's first step is different because we all different and we all at a different level of our journey. So there is not one first step for everybody. But, you know, for me, the first step was, you know, in a way I rebelled you know, I rebelled and I'm like, that cannot be me. That cannot be my life. There is something else, you know, because no matter what happened, you know, I had these strengths within me that would say, no, that's not it. That's not it. You know, I, until, I, you know, I find something that resonated with me and I made a sharp turn to go in another direction. So something has to trigger it, I think. Ah. Yes. I think, you know, something has to trigger the search, I, I would imagine. But also, we don't start, none of us start at the same place, you know, so there is not one thing. But I think, you know, it's important to question, not just, you know, sometimes you just take life for boom, 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 what it is, and you don't question anything. I question everything. Mm, yes. Even when I was very young, yes. I question, question, question. That's what intelligence is. Uh, this It's self-aware, so it's always very curious about itself and what it, it experiences. So that, um, yeah, it has been also my journey throughout this, which we call life questioning everything, but a lot of times having to kind of settle with some answers that they are not satisfactory, but I had to settle with them. Why would you want to settle with something that's not satisfactory? Yeah, I guess what comes to mind right now is the idea of karma and that, I mean, I love the way you talk in the book too, I actually have here about the present moment, we can access the past and the future. Everything's here. 
whatever is happening here, it is very much the illumination. It is showing us the past and the future. I guess the problem with that karma for me is that then we have to accept the idea of the beginning of that. It's almost like when was the, f the first mistake we made? It doesn't make sense because if something started, it started pure and there was no way that that could make a mistake. So it's, not, it's just not possible because it was complete, it was whole. So that doesn't make sense to me about the idea of karma, the origination of karma. But I do understand that picking up in the middle of it, like being born here and then, you know, in this reality, oh, okay, the reason why I was born in this family is because I probably did this, this, this. <laughs> you see, that's what I did for many years. I had to do that because of the suffering that I went through as a child without not deserving what I went through from my perspective at that point. You know, the, the thing with, with karma, I became a bit ambivalent about karma because I think for human, you know, it's good to have the idea of karma because sometimes human they need to be put in a box a little bit, you know. If you if you if you're not good, it's going to come back for you, you know. Yes, yeah, that makes <laughs> and, sense. Uh, and so you know, oh, you have that karma with uh, that person, so now she's going to be born and be your daughter and make you crazy, you know. And it's okay, it's okay, but. Now, you know, I'm thinking, and that's just me thinking, uh, I have no proof for anything. <laughs> Actually, you know, is one thing is like, the more I know, the less I know, really, because we don't know anything. We just know what we feel at the moment. That's it. But I'm thinking that karma, you know, uh, is more about vibration, because if you go from the principle that uh, everything is energy that vibrates at a different rate, right? Let's say that, uh, you know, somebody that has very low energy, somebody that uh, is not very evolved or a criminal, you know, his vibration, I would imagine, are lower than uh, maybe the Dalai Lama or, or somebody else. I think karma is that. It's, it's just every lifetime, if you want to believe in reincarnation, I tend to believe in reincarnation. Is it true? Is it not true? I don't know, but uh, I, I chose to believe And, uh, you know, every life you are, you are giving the opportunity to raise in consciousness, to raise in awareness, you know, and, and to evolve. And so, again, that's just me talking. Eh? I don't know if it's true or not. So when you die, you die and you are at a certain vibration. And so I think karma is that you're going to come back at the same vibration, you know. So then you left the, your life, you know. So is it going, you're going to be associated with the people that resonate like you? And so I think that's, in a sense, that's karma. But again, I might be completely wrong. I don't know. Do I make any sense to you, what yes, I'm saying? Yes, it does, yeah. I have done a lot of studies with Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta. That's, um, you're probably familiar, it's a Hindu philosophy, religion. Mm. Yeah, that's how they explain. Yeah, it's a suggestion, really. It is suggested that the mind, the residues of the mind will continue on. And yeah, it might be, you might translate into energy, right? As you said, so in energy is always trying to match. It's kind of uh, yes, looking for a match. Exactly. Yeah. 
that makes Again, sense. you know, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I feel that's more, it's closest to what karma is than, you know, you come back uh, punished in a way, because there is that sense you're going to be punished, you know, and if you have bad karma, you know, but also there is good karma, you know, you can have good karma. So let's go for good karma. Ah, yes, thank God for good karma. <laughs> so we have we have pain and we have pleasure, both of them in, in one lifetime. <laughs> yes, that makes a lot of sense to me. Another question I usually ask, which I, I do a lot of studies and I listen a lot, is that all the work that we do here to, uh, to come to the understanding, the realization really that we are whole, complete, there's nothing missing, that we are, let's say, how the name of my company is Fit for Joy for a reason, because that's how I realized that I was so depressed at that time. That was the message that came to me all of a sudden. You are fit for joy already. Like, do exactly yes. where you are, the way you are now. You don't need to do anything. And that's when everything opened up. Like, oh my God, so true. <laughs> Seems to me, if we had many lifetimes... Then there's a lot of bad karma there too. So how many lifetimes will it take to kind of go through all these matching energy, those vibrations that's still within the, uh, the content of the mind? But the question is, perhaps by realizing here now that we are complete, whole, that we are consciousness itself, pure consciousness, will that change everything when we lose the body and then now we... Ah, and then we're free. That's what comes to me. It's almost a sense of freedom. No need for reincarnation anymore, in a sense. When I started my journey, my life was so difficult. Uh, you know, uh, really, the card given to me were not that great. And I was really in pain and life was really hard for me. And so, you know, I thought, oh, la, la, I'm going to uh, get spiritual and get to a point where for sure I never have to come back. Yeah, <laughs> right, you know, right. That was the idea. Oh, I don't ever want to come back to this life. But now, you know, 20 years later, I mean, many years later, but, uh, you know, almost 20 years since I finished this, this first book, uh, I changed because I was able to find peace and joy yeah, you know, right here on earth. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe the goal is not so much to, to move on to another space, but maybe the goal is to is to appreciate and to be fulfilled right here on earth. And then that doesn't mean that I don't know what happened. Maybe after we go to other uh, dimension and it's all great and all of that. But I think life on earth is, is actually a gift once we are able to make it that, you know, and I'm not there 100%, don't take me wrong, but, you know, I feel sometimes so much joy. And so it's almost overwhelming. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe that's the goal, not so much to get to a point where we never have to be here, but be here and really be here and feel all the joy. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we're still on earth, so there is problem here and there, but to feel that connection and that joy and, you know, that hope, that beauty, really, yes. you know? Yes, yes, Jocelyn. Yeah, I'm listening to you. And um, if God exists, as somebody said, it has to to be here. It needs to be something that can be felt, can be seen even. 
And then I remember um, it was a Hindu monk Swami. He uh, somebody asked him, like, "Have you seen God?" <laughs> and then he said, "Yes, I have seen God, just more clear than I see you." So that kind of um, it stopped me when I heard that. So it's almost like seeing, being able to see God everywhere, but clearly in the sense of loving everything. Yes, that's a beautiful word, you know, to love everything, to feel God everywhere. To, But, you know, how do you get to that? You know, that's the thing. How do you get to be that be- being that really, really, I'm not there, I'm telling you that right away, that really feel like, you know, uh, you walk in the wood and you feel the trees that are part of you. You, you know what I'm saying? That is where we want to be. That's where we we we're going there, mm. but you know it's you, many times it's beautiful the world, the spiritual worlds, you know. But how you have to, you know, you have to get there. You have to be it. You have to process it, digest it, and become it. And for me, that's the journey. Yes, you know? yes. That is so true. It's because it sounds very abstract in a way. Yeah. When I just said that about seeing God everywhere. And also, it's really the realization that everything is divine. So that, it doesn't mean that, like in a sense, my practice is exactly that, Joseline. It's to see, to meet everything as myself, as the divine that I feel in me, I, I feel everywhere. <laughs> and it's really, it has become a reality for me, but it doesn't mean that I like everything. <laughs> There's no, of course, the behavior, especially that comes from the mind, in my own mind, it's something that I don't like. There's no love there in us. There's love for the divine that is um, like, how can I explain that? It's basically the mind's happening in love. So once you recognize that everything is happening in God, in consciousness, in love, then it's so much easier kind of always return to it. Because even if when you don't like something, like now when I don't like something, a behavior from somebody like this war that's happening between Ukraine and Russia, the violence that I don't watch TV or anything like that. So I'm not really in contact with those things. But I do see the behavior from my husband or not my dog. My dog's great. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> it's always, it's always, always ready for love. I love him all the time. <laughs> my husband, I don't know about that. So there's a lot of behaviors that I don't like. But there's love is still there. It's never, it's, I'm always in touch with love. It's easy to go back to it. Like I don't like his behavior. And then I go and give him a hug. Like it never happened at all what happened. What I didn't like in the moment and the next moment is like I forget everything, done and forgotten. I don't know if that's what we're supposed to be or the practice, the journey it's about, but that's my experience. It has been a lot of fun, though, I have to say. Yes, well, I, I understand very well what you're saying. And, and that's beautiful that you can live, you know, there in that consciousness is beautiful it's a sort of detachment yeah you, you, you know what i'm saying uh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I remember at the beginning when i was doing my journey you know and the, i forgot where doesn't matter where i got this image you know that uh, your body is full of oil yes right? yeah. and and the water doesn't stick you know you mm. run away from your body yeah right? yeah and so <laughs> 
when I was trying to to understand that detachment, like you know, don't get stuck. Like this person just says something that upset you, and and then it gets stuck to you. You know, I always felt, oh, I'm going to put oil all over, and that thing is going full of me. You know, and, and so then you know, at one point when you you reach where you are now, that's exactly what happened. You know, you accept the people for for who they are. I mean, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they have the right to mistreat you or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But, but you know, okay, something happened. And you may have felt, it's okay if you felt upset or I don't really like that. I mean, you know, you have those feelings. But then you are detached from it. It doesn't get stuck on you. Right, you know? yes. Like the water on, on, on the your oily body. It just goes away and yes. you turn and you forgot about it yes you know? i mean i remember <laughs> sometimes people uh that oh i think uh this person that gravitated me or we had something i can't remember i just can't remember at all so it is not only the negative feeling goes away but the memory of it is gone mm. It's detachment. And that's a beautiful thing that uh, you have uh, reached. It's a beautiful consciousness, you know? Yes, right. I have to say that it is a place that, I, of course, as you said before, it takes practice, right, Jocelyn? It takes oh, yeah, effort. You are, you, yeah, I have been working on it. Exactly. You want to get there. Everything, you know, you have to see it and you want to change it and then it you know, you work at it, and then one day it is. It's like we said yeah. at the beginning. One day, I don't have a grudge. I look outside, and I find everything beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Then it becomes you, for lack of a better word. You know, you, you become mm. your belief. Yes, right, right. That's exactly it, if it is a belief, right? I call it realization, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, realization. As I say, you know, it's like sometimes the world are not, uh, and particularly between a Brazilian and a French. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right, right. Uh, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Let me make this comment here about your book. I mentioned off-record. You wrote the book in 2007, and it is as relevant today as it was then, even more relevant today, perhaps. But the question that I have for you is, what insights have you gained, new insights have you gained into the world of consciousness, of spiritual journey, and everything that we are talking about now, Jocelyn? The journey never ended. And uh, now, I mean... Actually, you know, it's funny you asking that because I'm writing my second book. I, I kind of uh, got delayed with life with that. And um, I was uh, writing about something, but I was not really happy. And, you know, it, it, it did not feel right. And then I realized that what I wanted to write now, it's actually the same book, but from my eyes, my feeling and who I am today. And so, you know, the basic, the message remains the same. It's always the same message wherever you go. But the way to look at it, the way to feel it, the way I have experienced it throughout, you know, the 16 years is different, you know. That's what I'm doing now. What I change within me is this incredible feeling of love, joy and beauty not always you know sometimes i'm sick sometimes i don't feel well not always but sometimes 
I now am able to feel an exaltation almost, you know, and I just love it. I just love to be alive today. I, I just love everything in my life. And that's what changed, you know, not every day I discover new things and God knows right now the world being as it is and everything speeding up and everything. It's, it's kind of exciting and scary at the same time, but it's, you know, we live a very uh, exciting time, which, you know, at some level, it's a bit disappointing that, you know, I was hoping we would be in a better place, but here we are. So that's what I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be alive now. And before I, uh, you know, I wasn't. That is not to say that everything is perfect in my life. Certainly not. But in my heart, I feel mm, good. I love to hear and, that. And, and, yeah. and I wish, I wish that for everybody to be able to feel that, you know, and that's why I wrote the first book is like, you know, you, you can feel, you have the power in you. You have, you just have to do it, to work on yourself, but you have that power. And that's what I want to tell people, yeah. you know. It's a beautiful that's- message, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, Jocelyn. We do need to hear that message over and over again to be reminded of, really. Yes, um, you see, because yeah. you, you are not a, a, a martyr of circumstances. You created those circumstances. You have the power to get out of them and, and transcend into something better. Now, you know, I think we're going, as a human race, I think we're going to get there. I don't know when, but I still hope we're going to get there. We have to keep the vision, yeah. very important to keep the vision. And I feel very hopeful, you, you know, I, I look at YouTube and I see all those messages and all those people talking about it uh, at all levels, you know, and, and the better world and become a better person. And, you know, uh, it's good, I think. It's, uh, it, it's not enough now, but it's good. It's going in the right direction. I'm very excited. Because now I learned that uh, uh, that science has now can prove certain things that we believe, you know, in our metaphysical is like, you know, metaphysic is joining with physics. And I think that's very, very exciting. People talking about energy, the oneness, the field. So I think that's another world that's opening up for us. And it's... Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happened. You know, it's still in the end of each human being. It's still, uh, that's in the end, that's what it is. You know, what each of us are going to do, you know, so we'll see what happens. Yes. And that's interesting that what science is finding out now about this, let's say, this unity of consciousness, the ground of existence being one, it has been discovered by the Hindus thousands of years ago, which is yes. before, way yes. before science in a yes. way. Um, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, for us, it's like it, they can prove it scientifically, you know, that's exciting. Yes, right. I, think, I find it very exciting and it validates 
all those beliefs, you know? Yes, absolutely. For some reason, I don't go to science to um, validate that belief or that realization that there is one ground of consciousness, just one essence for everything. I try not to do that because now it's almost regressing for me, like going through yeah. the material matter first, you know, analyzing <laughs> through matter no, to get I understand. to... You understand, Jocelyn? So I, yeah, for you. Yes, for, for you. me, right. You know, I understand <laughs> for you and for people at a certain level of awareness, they don't need that. But a lot of people do, yes. and that's what excites me. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes, because a lot of people they believe in science. Yes, and, they and, believe and, in matter, and, right? Matter first, exactly. yeah, before consciousness. So if, you know, it's I think it's um, it's it's wonderful in a way that they say, oh, but you know, oneness. But we can show you oneness. Look, you know, and then it becomes real for them, you know. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking. I think it's uh, it's exciting. No, it is, Jocelyn. Absolutely. From that perspective, for sure. And I know there are a lot more people who believed because it's it's kind of the obvious in a way for most people, for most of us, kind of to believe in what we see. And because it's so solid, the body seems to be, everything seems to be so exactly. concrete, right? Solid, we believe it's real. Or it's, it's the, actually it is real, but it's not the whole the whole reality. There's a reality to material things. So we are not going deeper. We kind of stop at material things that matter. And that's what is, um, it's what's limiting for most of us. It's just stopping and matter. Oh, that's all that there is. I'll die. And then that's it. <laughs> most of the atheists, that's what they believe. And materialists, of course. So it is an yes. exciting time if science can prove that the ground of existence is one for everything. And it's it's abstract, it's the invisible. It's actually, it's invisible, but it's what holds everything together. Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's it's wonderful, honestly. I, I you know, I really do. Uh, I think it would be very helpful, but nobody really knows about that, you know, uh, it's not really out there, but uh, it will eventually. Yes. You know, it, it will. Yes. You know? Are you writing, actually, your next book will be about the science of spirituality or no. we'll talk about? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting. <laughs> no, because I, I only like to write things that I experience and things that I know. I know nothing about science and all of that. I just, you know, I, I only know what I hear and, and I think it's exciting, right. but I, uh -huh. I could not write about it because... Uh, it's not, you know, I, I, as I say, I only write from my own experience. Yes, right. Of course. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you see your experience into the um, Christ consciousness, it's already actually what scientists are trying to get at <laughs> with all the studies and probably 500 years from now, they will get to, you already know that you already have realized, which is interesting how by studying our own reality, we ended up discovering oh, the reality yes. of everything, of the universe. I agree with you. We don't need science to get to that realization. Die. We don't need it, for sure. But I think, you know, it's helpful for many people. Yes. If, if it does, you know, they still have to do the trip within their sense. That doesn't change. That journey within... For me, anyway, I think you, whatever, you still need to do the journey within. Yes, yes, absolutely. And perhaps what uh, you speak of, of quantum physics and all that, uh, metaphysics and energy, medicine, all that, my 
get into the minds, the logical minds of those people that you speak of, that which are most of them, and they might become more open to the exploration of their own selves, of their own reality, their own being. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, that would be a beautiful experience. That would be, right? Yeah. 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 It's already yeah. happening for sure, but in, at a very slow pace still. And, and I do see what you see on YouTube. We have all these videos there about the same topic. So we are getting there. Yes, little by little, you know, sometimes I hear about... Uh, People that uh, their goal is to create an awareness and, uh, and uh, you know, it's good. Everything is good. My yes. only concern is not a concern, but, uh, you know, the only thing I, I think is that sometimes, you know, people, they may get attached to the message, mm. you know, mm. and yeah. attached to the messenger, and so they go from one retreat, let's call it a retreat, yes. to another, or, or one teacher to another. And, and so it's good. It's good because every time they learn something. But in the process, sometimes I think they might forget to do the work. Yes. You know true. what I'm saying? So true. First of all, you, you need to be very uh, careful and not believe everything you hear. You know, you need to. <laughs> right. Right. Only taking what resonates with you because not everybody is telling you the you know the right thing and, and what might be right for one person might not be right for another, you know. So in the end of the day, your spirit, yourself, your you, whatever you want to call it, is your better teacher because you will from within you will only get the right information for you always. You know, because I will tell you that at the beginning of my journey, when I was, you know, learning and reading books and doing all of that to try to understand, to find my way, sometimes I would read things from a, a spiritual leader or whatever that disturbed me because they did not resonate with me. And instead of helping me advance, they, they created a blockage because uh, they created like a duality almost, because I wanted to believe, but I'm like, no, that's not right, you know. So you have to really discern <laughs> what all that information, not all the information is good or is good for you. It might be good in general, but not good for you. So I strongly believe, and I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I strongly believe that in the end of the day, you know, the journey is from within and the teacher is the information and everything already reside within you and you just need to go there and let it come out yeah would you say that christ consciousness is it resonates with um, everything that we have been talking about this one ground of reality one reality essentially jocelyn yeah i i, I mean i would think that Christ consciousness is a consciousness, I mean, you know, I'm not there, but uh, is a consciousness of um, of oneness, you know, when you become one with uh, everything, and uh, then I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, and then it doesn't <laughs> but, change, right? Seems like it stays the same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't change. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it, it's that consciousness of love, but not love like, the way we see it, you know, like, oh, I love you. No, it's a all unfolding love, you know, it's an energy, really. And sometimes 
you can feel it, but you can, I mean, me, I don't know, people are different, but me, sometimes I can feel it like just for a moment, because I don't think I could really live on earth like that, you know, it would be <laughs> weird. <maybe. laughs> I explained something in the book about that. So many years ago, you know, uh, uh, every Saturday, I live in Mexico at the time, and I would walk far away on the rock, and I had this big rock uh, by the sea, in the middle of the sea, and I would walk there and sit there and, and meditate. Yeah. And at the time, you know, uh, I wanted to be a better person, and I say, oh, I am like Christ. I kept saying that like a, ma- a, a mantra, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but when I said Christ in my mind, I was thinking Jesus, you know? And so like a mantra, I was saying, oh, I am like Christ. I'm like Christ. I'm like Christ, which of course I, I wasn't. But I was saying it and there I was on my rock, you know, uh, the water coming all around me and all of that. I'm like Christ. I'm like Christ. And all of a sudden, I got this incredible surge of energy within me. And it said, that energy said to me, no, you are not like Christ. You are Christ. And that was almost too much of a message for me at the time. Because like, well, that's crazy, you know. But after, of course, you know, I, I, I learned and all of that. And I think, you know, that's what it is. We are all like Christ, you know. We have that energy within us. We we have that divinity within us. We are Christ, but it's kind of buried. Yeah. <laughs> How many of us really know that, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't know Christ that. Christ is like buried, buried, buried with uh, our personality, our ego, our this, our that. Name it, our karma, if you want. And so, you know. That's what we need to do. We need to clean up and clean up and, and go and find that Christ within us. And then that that is Christhood, you know? Ah, yes. Wow. That's uh, that's beautiful <laughs> the way you say it. And it resonates very true to me. Yes. That's it. You know? How many, you are God, but how many of us know that? And if we don't know, that's it, right? We, we are not expressing, manifesting God because we don't know that we are. Well, it's very difficult. I told you when, you know, I almost fell off the rock because yeah. what do you mean? You know? yes. <laughs> it's yes. like you, you look at life, you look at people, you look at behavior and you say, oh, God is live within you. And you go, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and yes. the thing is for you, even to accept it for you is, is very hard. It's, uh, it's not easy. But that's the goal, to understand that. You know, and that doesn't mean you're going to be walking on water or anything like that, but you're going to, <laughs> you're going to have that, that joy and that resonance within your heart. And, and that's really beautiful. Yes. You see, when you talk about love, that we, you, you talked earlier about oneness and then love, not the human love, but the all-inclusive love. That resonates true because what is love? If God's love then includes everything, <laughs> the human experience, yeah. all the things that we like, uh, the things we don't, everything's included. There's nothing that's excluded. So that it, would be love. right? You know, it, it's a love without any judgment. Yes. And yes. that's very difficult to, 
to get to. You know, honestly, if we if we want to be honest with ourselves, that's very hard. But that's what it is, really. Yes, you know? and also because we confuse again love with likes. The you know the like and the love. Love is it's unconditional, really. There's no conditions. Everything's included. Everything's fine. It's just the most freeing space spaceless space to live in. But then there's a part of the human experience, that, the things that we don't like, as I said before. So that made, the problem is that most people, they confuse, they kind of try to make the, the human experience this perfect manifestation of, of what it is, but it cannot be because no. love or God includes, it's everything that's happening is in God, is in love. So that's how, for me, has become very clear. But it's difficult. It's <laughs> yeah. difficult. Yes. You know, it's very difficult. From the perspective of the mind, yes, Jocelyn. Yeah, from the yeah, mind, yeah, yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, that, that, that's why sometimes, <laughs> you know, people come out with the truth, you know, we are all one, we all love each other. It's beautiful to say that, but uh, it's what I say. How do you get there? You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, oh, it, it, that's the journey. That's the journey to... and. To do it like for you, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. For you, because uh, sometimes it's easier to express that for another person, but you have to love yourself. You All of that has to be you, because this is all, you know, in the end, that's what matters is you. Everything is, is goes back to you. So it's, it's not easy to be, you know... You have to be honest. You have to. It's hard. It's a. It's a difficult thing. But in the end, it's. It's. You know. I, I, the more you advance, the more you free yourself of. Uh, <clears throat> of the old belief of. Uh, you know that society gave you or, or your family or whatever. Where you know past life, whatever you want to say, and you you clean up and you clean up and then you know the you feel lighter and lighter and lighter. You know, and sometimes you say, oh, I'm very light. I'm, it's very good. And then something happened. Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you get pulled back again. I, I, right. I'm not there yet. So, you know, it's exciting. Really. It's, <laughs> exciting. it's not always easy, but it's it's exciting. Yes, it know? is. When you say it's not easy, it's not easy to express. It, it's because it's we are looking for experience. That's what I hear also from you. And I have done that, looking for the experience of perfection in this reality. And that's when I got myself in trouble because I how oh, a lot of trouble by trying to always, you know, meditate so I could be in that that place of peace and, and stay there. I wanted to stay there and never leave. And then I just realized that God Consciousness is not an experience. That's where, once we understand that, that God's not an experience, it can be reflected or manifested through the experience, but it's still not God. Sounds like a paradox, but it's not. It's almost like a dream, from what I understand now, Jocelyn, that when we are dreaming at night, it feels like everything's happening, you know, the multiplicity, all these things are happening. And these people that we are talking to, you know, the cities and the walking place, doing all these things. But in the end, when we wake up, we just realize that everything was created by the mind. Essentially, everything was the mind itself. It was one thing, one field, one mind creating all this, all these experiences that we thought we had. And that's what it, this, to me, it, it feels like, or it is, it's a dream. So it is not an experience. 
let's say if there's an ultimate truth, it would be that this whole thing is a dream. So we can't really find God because we are God. So it cannot be found, it cannot be experienced because this is what this is right now. <laughs> is God dreaming. So yes, I understand all what you're saying, but in the end of the day, you still live on earth. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yes, yeah. Your dream, it's, it's a dream, but it's a dream, your, your yeah. reality. You know what I'm saying? Because you are here and, you know, you have family, you have children or you don't or whatever. So that's what, to come back to the beginning, you know, of our conversation almost is like, that's what I'm saying. All of that, you know, those beliefs and all of that, they have to be integrated and live the owners because that's where we are. We are here on earth. We need to enjoy the earth, uh, you know, because if not, you say, oh, it's all a dream. I understand it, you know, I, I do. But it's created, but so okay. So create a different dream, a, a better dream. You know? <laughs> and, we create and, a better dream, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. and, and that's the goal, I think. That's the goal, because if not, it's too abstract, you know, you can, for me, anyway, that's my belief. I might be completely wrong, but that's my belief. It's very nice. You know, people live spirituality in the abstract. It's a dream. It's not really real. It's a projection and blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, it's probably right. I don't know. I, I, I understand. But, you know, the thing is, is that we are here on earth and we have two feet and two hands, and we have a rent to pay, and we feel pain, and we, and that's what we're dealing with. And so, yes, if it's a dream, you can create a beautiful dream. You know, sometimes uh, the dream is a nightmare. You know, but uh, so it's like for me, that was the essence of my first book: bring spirituality back on earth within, create a bridge between the two, and leave your spirituality on earth. You mm, know, like yeah. like the exaltation that you may feel because you are meditating. And, and, you know, you, you, uh, you probably have felt that what you said, you know, I, I want that peace and I'm meditating and I am in that state of perfect peace and it's beautiful. Yes. Now that peace, let it be with you all the time on earth. You know, when you are driving your car, when you're going to, you know, it become part of you, that love that you feel, it has to become you. It's part of you. It's always with you. So that every moment becomes a meditation because you are always connected to it, always, you know, and that's beautiful. I guess once you realize that you're already free, then it's up to you what to do with that freedom. You can choose to do anything. It's like, it's like, I have to go back to the dream. It's like you wake up in the middle of the dream and you know you're dreaming now. It doesn't mean that you control the dream. Because, you know, we can't control dreams either. So they will, you know, things will happen, things will go wrong, will become a nightmare, as you said. <laughs> it's what you choose to do it. You might just do nothing. Just kind of exactly. watch the whole thing happen. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> and it's, you know? right, just laugh, you know, just laugh most of the time because it's not real anyway. Yeah, but also re remember that if we are on the, you know, the idea that we are all energy and vibration, Right. So if we go back to that um, idea, you know, 
you have to think that once you live in that state, when you, you know, you, as I say, you detach and, and all of that, and then the vibration that come out of you are lighter, right? Yes, are nicer. Yes. And then, you know, so you're going to touch people just through that. Yes, right, right. And so just by one being that you work toward being is his or her best self, okay, that one being can change a lot of people around that person and then another person will change around the other person. And for me, again, and I'm very wrong, but for me, that's the, the way that we're going to change the world. Yes, but that is inevitable, though. Once you realize that, it's a law in itself, that once you realize the truth, it's almost like you hold this very sacred, open secret. As you said, it's freedom itself. So it's, uh, you just kind of... Uh, being you, which is the true you, no matter what, no matter what you that's do. Exactly, that's all there is. The true you today, tomorrow might be a different true you because you know you. But you just you know uh, go forwards. It's just something that something in me has realized. But that's beautiful, and you are sharing that beautiful energy every time you speak to somebody and you put it in your website and whatever you know you do. That's you sharing yourself and and expanding yourself and becoming more of Valeria, and that's beautiful. I, you know. Yeah, coming from that place, right, Jocelyn? So you and so so many amazing people that I talk here. Oh, my God, it's like, oh, we are just kind of sharing that light. <laughs> it's felt, it's a felt understanding, like, oh, yes. Although you keep saying that not everybody's there yet um, to open up to that extent. In the book, you talk about control, that we have this, uh, there's a lot about control that gets in the way of the spiritual journey too, trying to control things, ourselves even. You talk about that road here somewhere. But I want to go back. We're almost at the end. Guys, I will talk to you for centuries. I mean, for eternity, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, just stay here forever. Just rest. <laughs> In the book, you said exactly that. The beautiful message you said earlier about loving ourselves as God loves us. You say we are taught to love God. But the real challenge is that is to let God love us by loving ourselves. Yes. Oh, yes, that yes, just stopped me yes, completely. Yes, that's what it is. Exactly. You know, but uh, it, it's not so easy to do that. No, <laughs> no, not easy at all. <laughs> no, it takes commitment, that longing. I did you know sometimes I, I ask that question. I have asked, I've been asked the question too about why some of us are born like the way you have been born, you know, seeking the truth with this longing to know What's this all about? It's my case too. And some don't. Well, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think we're coming back to the vibration. And if we want to believe in reincarnation, I think, you know, because we are taking it to a level where we, we already were before. So, ah, yes. But, you know, maybe life always, I believe, I believe, I don't know, but life will put you in uh, in circumstances that are going to force. So I think, you know, it depends 
where you are in the journey and where you left it last time, you know? Yeah. If you think about it, you know, like when you have children that are geniuses, you know, for me, it sounds obvious that they carry that from a past life, you know? And so it's the same thing, I think, with our spirituality. I hope so, because I don't want to start over. Ah, yes, all <laughs> over again. No, 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 please. I yes. That, that I, <laughs> yeah. If I need to come back, I hope I come back with everything I did this time around. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, I noticed that you say a lot, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not, but you do know. Well, I know my truth. I know my truth. What I believe, you know, I don't want to say that my truth is the truth because that, honestly, I don't know. Nobody knows, you know, what do we know? We don't know. Well, the truth that you speak of, it is the truth for all of us who have been there, who, who have done the work. So you're talking to somebody who also knows, but we yes. don't, who knows? We say, who is here that knows? I have no idea who is here who knows that. There's just something here that knows that's aware of itself that's all i know yes right yes as love yes. as open space timeless limitless yes. Yes. that's all i know i think no one can really touch it because it's not something that can be i cannot be experienced like i said earlier i think that's the sad part of the spirituality per se as a journey as seekers a lot of people who are seeking to find something you cannot find what you already are it's not possible it's just uncovering what is not. Okay. Yes, that's a, uh, it's a better word. You have to uncover it. You yes. Know? And then yeah. you have to, to feel it, you know, mm. and believe it and become it. Yeah. I don't know about feeling it because there's no... Well, you have to because yeah. you know, we are on earth. So we need to feel things. That's the way we are. Yes, I feel the body, I feel the mind, you know, the thoughts, well, you have but to I don't feel, know. You have to feel your spirit too. You have to sense it. You know, mm. like um, if you are in meditation, you you can feel that force. You know, you can. You have to mm. to let it become you. Let your spirit speak through your mouth. You know, smell through your nose, see through your eyes. You know? Yes. See, I see that as a flavor. It's almost like, for example, when I be able to forgive somebody who does something that's injustice in the face of injustice, I'm able to kind of fast, kind of forgive them and forget about it pretty quick. So that's when I know. But that's not really, it's an experience. It's a human experience. So I can't really call that consciousness. It cannot be, consciousness cannot be experienced because it's what the experiencing, the experiences are happening through. It's almost being revealed right. by. It's almost like trying to see the eyes. You have probably heard that, the eyes seeing the eyes. It, it, it is that what you said in the book, you say divine love is the unifying love of humanhood that ends all sense of separation. Yes. So that's exactly it. Most of us feel separated since we were born. It was my case, completely separated from, disconnected from my own self. Yes, well, me too. Right, and then we think that this is all there is to life, experiences. But then once you realize that you're not an experience, that's when everything changes. You know the experience of going to watch a sunset. And then we all, you know, believe that the sun's going down. The sun is moving, moving, <laughs> disappearing. But the truth is we are rotating. The earth is ro rotating. It's the opposite. That's a fact. Would that change? If the sun was going, 
it was really moving. The sun was the one moving. Would the experience be different? I don't think so. It would be the same. Ex- it would feel the same, right? Same thing. Ah, the sun's going down. I'm going down. It's all the same. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like uh, in Mexico, there was a, a beach. You could see the sunset twice. Ah. You, you saw the sunset once, and yeah. then you run a little, run, run, yeah. run, run, and <laughs> yeah. then Amazing. you saw the sun, sunset sit again. Right. You know so. Yes. You see, that's how <laughs> perception, right? We believe in the things that we experience, but it doesn't mean it's the whole truth, uh, the things we see. The idea was to go deeper, deeper, and to find out what's, you know, what's not changing? I really, my curiosity and question was, what is here that has never changed when I was really young and when I was five years old, 10, 15, 20, it never changed. And that's when I know, ah, there's something here that never changed, never. That's what we call consciousness. That's what is, it's almost like um, silence, but it's not really silent because it has all the noise of experience it is everything that is happening, but in it. So it's um, like the, the analogy of the dream. You're dreaming, you think everything's real, but everything's is the mind. Everything's the mind. So we can say that this, everything that's happened is consciousness. It seems like you and me and the microphone and the trees and everything else. And, it, and it, when, in a dream, when we touch it, it feels real. We can have the sensations in the body, everything. But everything's experienced in consciousness, even when we touch something. It's a beautiful experience. Yes, of course. And it here and I can't touch the computer. I see your picture. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to you. And that's the experience within consciousness maybe, but it's, I feel real to you. You feel real to me right now, right? In consciousness. But it's it's, it's very interesting. The deeper you go into it, you will find out, you see that. Wait a minute. Everything's happening in consciousness. There's no such a thing as a body. Huh. You see, I'm looking through the eyes, but I'm experiencing seeing through consciousness. I'm experiencing touching through consciousness. I'm experiencing the taste, everything, smell through consciousness, memory, Everything is through consciousness, which means, ah, so there's nothing really out here. Everything's in consciousness. We are on the earth, okay? We have a body. It might be only energy, but, you know, it's a body. And we go to dinner and we have a beautiful meal and it tastes good. And you meet somebody and you love that person and you have children and you have your dog and your house Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, once you are out of the body, right, and you might be, I don't know, again, I say I don't know because I really don't, but, you know, you're dead, you're out of the body, and maybe you are in some sort of paradise, but you are a spirit. You cannot eat, uh, you can. You don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a dog? How do you know? How do you know, Jocelyn, that you don't have a dog? <laughs> well, I don't know, but, you know, I, I'm saying, like, it's all those things on earth. I think it's all sensation that are beautiful on earth. So we'll see, you know, one day we're going to move on, uh, you and me, and, and we're going to find out. And maybe we go to another earth even better than this one. Yeah. And that's the fascinating thing that I remember asking somebody, so, okay, this is a dream. Do we ever stop dreaming? No, we continue to dream because 
if there's no dream, then there's no experience, then there's nothing, basically. You're, you're still aware, but you're aware of the absence of experience, which means darkness, silence. There's nothing there. There's nothing happening. So you can't really, you cannot even have language to explain. You cannot describe because there's nothing th- exactly. to experience. But, you know, you, you're going to say, I say, we don't know again, but really we don't. We don't. So all we know really is the experience we are having right now. Yes, but when you get to know that this is happening in consciousness, that means we are deathless. We can never die. It's impossible to uh, die. Maybe not die, but you know. You may experience another body. You can experience other bodies, but you never die. (laughs) You still go on. No, no, no. But I mean, you know, like when (laughs) when you live, you pass on. You let's say you die for lack of a better world. You become your spirit. You know, we don't. We really we can think of many scenario of what it is, but the truth is, we really don't know. Mm, yes, yeah, of course we can. I don't like the idea of, you know, the psychics and you can do all that and see what... Uh, no, about, I don't like that either. Yeah, past life regression and people know how many lives they had and all that. I don't do those things and I have no interest in the past and the future. Even present, which I call a presence, like being here in this spaceless, timeless. I have no idea what this is, but in a sense of um, in the dream, I can locate myself in the dream because the body, of course, yeah. when we, we think about the body, it's just a location, but it's temporary location. But when I think about what we call spirit and soul and all that, it's always here. It's never... It never left. It's always here and will always be here, which means we always will be in touch with it. We'll be aware of it, of that always. And then it's interesting because when you talk about, you know, we don't know about what's, what will happen when we lose the body and all that. It's almost like dreaming again. And then you, now we're aware, you become aware of another dream. And then you'll never know about this one well, that you I had before. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Jocelyn. I don't know. I see. I, I hope so. Yes. 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 You know, and no I need hope to so. hope because that's. Um, I mean, I have to say with confidence, that's what this experience reveals: that everything happens in consciousness, and consciousness is timeless, deathless. It's just here and here and here and here forever. It never goes anywhere. It never goes anywhere. You can't. Yeah, that's why you, you have to try to work at reaching the best consciousness you can, every, you know, every time you are on Earth because, mm, yeah, you know, so we always come yeah. back to the same thing. Oh, the, to that knowledge that we are aware yeah. of itself. Knowledge, right. awareness, and, you know. Yes, awareness, exactly. I it's agree. It's always back to the same journey. You need to mm. do your journey within. Yes, right. Become aware of what it, what yes. is here that's permanent, yes, that never yes, changes. Yes, because if not, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Yes. But the work that you have done, and so many have done, it's not lost, as, as we talked earlier. So it's a continuation anyway. Yes, yes, for sure. It is amazing, right, Jocelyn, this experience, this, which we call life, it's very interesting. And I absolutely agree that's... It becomes even more interesting when you know that you are the impossible, that you're timeless, infinite. Because now you can play with the, the finite. You can just play with it. <laughs> you can have more fun because, ah, nice. This, I have no idea what this is. And when I look at my husband sometimes, I have no idea who he is. Like, oh, this, he's talking. <laughs> and it's almost like the unknown, the mystery, because it's another form of the same consciousness. Ha, huh? appearing in a... It's just incredible. I have... 
you know, it, I, I, the language is kind of sounds abstract, but it's very real to me in the sense of bringing more love and joy and peace. It's easier to forgive. It's easier to forget anything, justice, all this stuff that happens. It's just so easy when we know that we are unlimited and, and timeless. Yeah. And, you know, you, you bring it back to the moment. And in the end of the day, that's what's important while you are right here on Earth, you know, as a human, is to be complete every moment, which, you know, probably you are not and I'm not either, but, you know, that the idea and to feel just the simplicity of life in the end of the day and the joy and find the joy. I think we are here in the end to be happy. Yes. We made ourselves miserable. <laughs> yes, years, so true. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, we are very good at that. You know? <laughs> so but true. I think the earth is, is meant for beauty and happiness and enjoyment. And we made like, you know, we went completely the opposite way. But hopefully, you know, step by step, we're coming back to the origin. I mean, I am hoping, you know, that's my dream. You know what I'm saying? Because there is no reason why we are. I mean, yeah, there is plenty of reason because, you know, human, we, we gave everything to the ego and all of that. And we created you know, that world that is not that great right now, but but there is no reason why it cannot change. We have the power. We have the power. We have the knowledge. We have the love. We have everything, every human being. So we have that power to really create that uh, better world and better self, you know. Uh, but look, right now, everything is a bit, uh, you know, out of control. But maybe that's good, too. You know, maybe sometimes things have to go out of control to put things back into order. So we'll see what's going to happen. We're going to see. Right. Yeah. And you see, even in what you said is just so true. And you see, through suffering, that's when we realize deeper truth has been my case. So I would say so. That pain has a way, right, to show us the truth. It's incredible. Well, yeah, I, you know, I don't think we were sent to earth to suffer. I think we created the suffering. Yes, I, I agree yes. with you because I thought a, a lot, you know, you said that uh, you had a difficult childhood and I yes. had a horrible childhood. And, you know, sometimes now I think that it's because my childhood was so horrific that I took that journey, you mm, know, so maybe yeah. it was a gift Yes. Because maybe I would not have if everybody loved me and I was so happy and maybe right. I'd stay in my little human happiness, you know. Right. But the way things were for me, I was kind of forced. Into, not, I was not forced at all, but uh, I was not going to accept things, you know, the way they were. So sometimes we need to go down in order to, you know, uh, realize certain things and, and change, you know. But I don't think that Life wants us to suffer. I, I think it's a result of certain choice we made since I don't know when, you know. Since yes, of oh, ignorance. You actually mentioned that in the book too. Um, that's ignorance in a sense, not in a pejorative way, but in the way of ignoring what is here, what is true, what is uh, very clear, very obvious, but we are not able to see it. So I call that ignorance. 
not being able to see the truth, what's right here. So you said that in the book too. I made a note about it and I can't find right now because I made so many notes. <laughs> yeah, you talk about listening. We do not listen because subconsciously we know that if we were to listen, we would undoubtedly come to acquire knowledge. And we fear that with knowledge comes responsibility. Since many of us are not willing to assume responsibility, we prefer ignorance. Yeah, I think so. So true. You know? Yeah. That would be the basis of suffering, I would say. That's the reason we suffer. Yes, yes. So we're almost at the end. Gosh, that was like an incredible conversation to have. Thank you so much, Justin, (laughs) for being open to life. Yes, beautiful fun, (laughs) spiritual fun. So I have the ending questions, but before that, would you like to add anything that you left unsaid or read a passage in your book? Well, that thing I sent you, you want me to read that? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. Okay. So I I read that. Yeah. And uh, so bear with me. Yes, sure. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Yes. So uh, that's a little extract from the book. So I say, we experience life through our belief and according to our individual consciousness. We see even through our own spectrum of vision and conflicts derive from the fact that we each look at life through a different pair of eyes. No two of us recall the same event in the same manner. There are times when we argue to no end, claiming to be right, when in fact there is no right or wrong, but simply different awareness. We are one energy split in a multitude of expression and the destiny of all human beings is linked. Our world of matter is in reality a world of energy and consciousness. Spiritual growth is the growth in consciousness. It is within consciousness that we truly change and evolve. We are a projection of our thoughts and feelings. We are a projection of our consciousness. We are a projection of the thoughts, emotions, and beliefs of others. We are a projection of their consciousness. However, we primarily are a projection of divine thought, a projection of divine consciousness. In which of these consciousness do we choose to exist? I used to look at myself and at life through the distorted vision and the distorted vision of others. My reality was harsh because I was caught in a web of deception, lost to myself and to others as well. From time to time, I got glances of a better world, a caring humanity and a kinder and more self-assured version of myself. With time, I saw that these perfected versions were real in a consciousness untouched by human nature, when that existed past the confinement of my personality. I understood that to overcome limitation and enhance the condition of my life, I needed to capture the vision of my authentic self, the version of myself alive in divine consciousness. My spiritual quest had a very human ulterior motive. I did not want to tolerate life and opted for a vision of perfection that many call utopia. My search took me through many layers of consciousness, 
each one presenting me with a different reality of who I was. Slowly, I began to shed the inadequacies of my personality and transform myself and therefore my life into an ever closer image of my utopian vision. Reading yourself of the shadow that separates us from our perfection is an ever-evolving process that we must trust. We are not in control of the process. We only are in control of our choices. There's so much wisdom there. We could have another, for sure, another <laughs> hours about this alone again. Uh, what is not to love about yeah, these insights and this wisdom, divine wisdom. Thank you so much, well, Jocelyn. Thank you, Valeria. It was lovely speaking with you. Uh, yes, truly beautiful. I have deep appreciation for what you represent, although we had a lot of... Um, nuances that's the dance isn't it just i love the dance you know just being open to life whatever you say i'm like oh that's great and then oh that doesn't sound you see that's what to me is harmony to just have a conversation even when we don't see exactly the same way we still can dance around and have fun oh yeah <laughs> right yeah. so it would be no war there would be no wars if we could all of us could live this way that's for sure so thank you so much for your beautiful presence and we'll talk soon. But before we say goodbye for today, where's the best place to find more information about you and your books? Well, um, you know, I have a, a website. Uh, it's uh, jranucci.com where my book is there. And then my book is on Amazon. And that's about it. Uh, you know, I am on Facebook and uh Instagram, but uh, you know, that that's about it. Yes. So I'll have the website link and I also have the Amazon book link. They will be clickable on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, Jocelyn. Well, and we'll thank talk you, soon. Valeria. Yeah. Bye thank for you. now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jocelyn Renucci and her work, please visit jrenucci.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.